What's up, everybody? It is the Guys Group Tech Podcast coming at you. I uh, have to preface this and say the date of the podcast because that is going to become a very important part of this proceeding going forward. It is October 2nd, a date that may live in infamy um, because today is the day that the whole country found out and really the whole world found out that um, you aren't safe anywhere from covid from a guy walking down the street because rick moranis got punched in the face in new york city and that's like the big big breaking news today guys did you see that he just got punched square in the face today for just walking down the street i mean like most people i forgot that guy was still around like right yeah if it can happen to him it can happen to anybody you know just he just got punched in the face it's just crazy i mean i'm shook the second after it happened, he was like, he was like, I haven't even been in movies for 23 years. Like, <laughs> why are you picking on me? <laughs> stayed out of the spotlight just so I wouldn't get punched in the face randomly. And it happened anyway. Oh, just but, tragic, man. The fact that he randomly got punched in the face was the second most shocking thing. The first most shocking thing to me was that he, he's 67 years old. Right? Yes. 67 years old. What did that, like, when he was making those movies, he had to be like, like. 60, right? Well, yeah. Okay. No, not exactly. Nope. <laughs> he was, no. it, and I just read this today. I didn't even know this, but he like, he purposely has not been in live action movies for 23 years. That's what it said in the story. Yeah. Do you know why he's, though? I mean, his, his wife. like raising his kids or something like his that. His wife was, wife died. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was like pretty, it's been a pretty shitty run for him. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, sounds, I think like, left... sounds like a real jerk, you know? Sounds like... I mean, I, you know, that's terrible. I did not know that. Um, yeah. I guess I still don't quite understand, like, why you can't work, though. Like, other people yeah. do, you know? Like, is there was that it, or was bro, there something else bro, to it? when you make Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 1 and 2 and Little Giants, you really don't have a need to work. I mean, anymore. where do you go from there? Yeah. You just don't make for, it forget, he, Don't forget, his start was in Ghostbusters. He was in little shop of horrors. I mean, to to call the man's career prolific would be an understatement. He was in all kinds of good stuff. Hey, you know what? You know, you want to hear some, you guys want to hear some bullshit? Always. Uh, Always. (laughs) So last time, last time we went to Disney World, I think it was 2019, last year, last summer. So long ago? 2018. I'm being, the reports are coming in from across the the room here. 2018. (laughs) And I, I remember telling my son, Reed, who would have been seven, that they had, we go to Hollywood Studios and they have this like playground and it's sick. From Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, you don't know what this movie is, son, but it was an amazing movie. You're going to play in this playground for like six hours. We're just going to sit there and relax. And we get there. It's gone. Yep, that thing sure is, is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who does that and why? Been gone for a while too. I think nah, they took it out. That long, really? Yeah, 2015. I think they took it out. Oh, that's not that long. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like you would build something like that up and then you get there and I kept looking for it. Like we spent, I spent the whole day looking for it. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was right here. It was gone. That's a shame, that's man. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it, it. It used to sit right next to like the fake. Uh, 
you know, city city skyline movie set type deal. It was right there. Roger, Probably more that. difficult to find because it was so small. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Because because you had to be you 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 walked through this little tunnel and you got, you know, you got shrunk. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't the place that was small, Jamie. It was you. So you're yeah. You know what I mean? Is it kind of backwards there? Mm, I don't. I don't follow. Wow. Follow. <laughs> Hang in there, folks. Is this the, mo- is this the most riveting four minutes of podcast material you guys have ever heard in your life? Obvious, obviously, <laughs> obviously, everybody's going to be talking about Trump getting COVID. And uh, that's the most amazing thing that I've seen in a very long time. And, and the reason why, it's the irony layered on top of the, I don't want to, it's not really finger pointing, but it kind of is of, uh, you know, how did he get it? Who did what to whom? And, you know, why aren't these people being fired? Uh, then it's the later on in the day, he's going to Walter Reed Medical Center to, to get evaluated and, and basically monitored. And the news networks speculating on what happens if he's incapacitated or dies. I mean, everyone's just like all these doctors weighing in. Well, you know, he's obese and he's got underlying conditions and, you know, things can go down pretty quick. He's 74 years old. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of places we can go with this. <laughs> However, I think Jamie has a take that I'm starting to get on board with. The more and more I see the coverage, and the more I see him out in front of things. Before he went to Walter Reed, he did like this video from uh, from the White House, and uh, boy, that was stagey. Did everybody I, see that? <laughs> I didn't see that. We might not. We might not be exactly on the same page here with this take. So we we might. Well, have- some discussion. Well, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go because because and, and then we'll we'll discuss. Here, here's the thing, and I didn't even think of this till I was. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was a couple soda pops deep in the in the Pink Whitney. Uh, shout out Barstool Sports. Shout out Spit and Chicklets podcast. Oh, uh, we'll never do business with them because Mike insulted Dave Portnoy mm-hmm. like 50 yep. podcasts ago. He's got mad respect for people that disrespect him. How <laughs> much is true? How much is true? But I was thinking about this, like, okay, this guy spent like six or seven months, whatever it's been, downplaying this thing and making fun of it and basically saying it wasn't that big of a deal. He goes to the debate. He's there with Biden. He makes fun of Biden for not wearing a mask. And then two days later, he gets it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, your boy's not a conspiracy theorist, but that's... The timing is a, is a tad fishy for my liking. It's a it's a little strange, a little bizarre. What do, like, what does that mean? I, like who's who staged this? Who in in this theory? I didn't say anybody staged anything. I'm just saying. Does that not come off as a little fishy to you? I'm, guy, I'm saying I'm saying they staged it. He's been traveling everywhere, and all of a sudden, now he gets it. Like that's who weird. who would have staged it. I'm not saying he staged it. Well, okay, I'm saying I, am. Nate, I am. Who okay, would so have staged it? You're going. <laughs> Nate's going the other route. I'm saying. I'm not. Let me be clear. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. As per that, usual. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that it's very bizarre for him to get it at this point in time when he's had six, seven months where he's been going to rallies. He's been doing all this stuff, and all of a sudden two days after getting it or two two days after 
going to the debates, he all of a sudden gets it. I, I think I'm, I'm actually kind of opposite of Nate. I don't necessarily think like, I don't see any benefit of him getting it. Like, I don't see a benefit of him That's getting exactly it. That's exactly my point. Uh, I, okay. I, see lots, stage this. Okay. I see lots of, I see lots of benefits of, of him. Well, that's maybe it's the other side that would benefit from him getting it is what I'm saying. Sure. Okay. So this is your classic, like what, what's the benefit of him getting it? Cause I didn't even, I didn't even go down that path. Okay. So when I, when I, uh, this is purely hypothetical here. This is obviously, you know, I, no one's ever going to be able to prove this right or wrong. This is just something that I thought of as I'm, as I'm looking at things. Okay. So obviously everyone thinks that him getting coronavirus is kind of like, well, see, we told you so. All right. And nobody, you know, okay. I can't say nobody wants him to die from it because that's not true because there's disgusting people out there that do. Oh, for sure. There's a lot I mean, of people it, that would like it, to have just, him die from this. Yeah. Like every it's celebrity just, out there. Pretty oh much. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I saw some tweets today from, yeah, from, from celebrities. It was like, yeah. really? Like, oh my God. Go on. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, obviously you don't wish other people to die. Okay. Um, however, uh, there are people out there that will point fingers and say, you know, we told you so, wear a mask, you dummy, all that stuff, okay? However, say he hypothetically doesn't really have it, okay? Kind of to Jamie's point, he doesn't really have it. Who is who is taking care of him, okay? So Hope Hicks, who is a advisor, has it, okay, evidently. Is she uh, a babe, by the way? I didn't, I didn't ever check. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I picked she up is. the phone to Google. I remember seeing a picture of her when I was reading the story. Yes, you're correct. She uh, is a babe. Okay, okay. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm not even going down. I'm not even, that's not even like the route. That's not even my thinking here. Give me COVID. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, that's just a headshot. That's just a headshot. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. So it's there you go. So it's very convenient that say he Bro, she's wearing aviators. Th- sorry, sorry, Nate. But she's wearing aviators. Right. Can you turn off his mic? I I I wish I could mute him like the debate. Um say he tells the American people, he tells his White House doctor, he tells, you know, whoever, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're going to pretend like I got coronavirus. We're going to tell everybody, I got it. I'm going to Walter Reed, observation, blah, 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 blah. All of these news networks speculate that, you know, he's obese. He's got pre-existing conditions. He's got high cholesterol, blah, 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 blah. Taking all this medicine. He's high risk to, you know, uh, suffer. I, I think people his age with his underlying conditions, I think one doctor from CBS put his, you know, the mortality rate of his group around 15%. Okay. Mm-hmm. So say all of that happens, and in two weeks, he misses the debate. He misses the town hall debate. And in two weeks, he says, you know what, guys? I had some mild symptoms, but I'm all good. I beat coronavirus. I see. I told you it wasn't that bad. Even though 205,000 Americans have already died from it. That's what he stands to gain. This is a classic, like, heel turn into a baby face type wrestling deal okay it really it it truly is you get a little sympathy on him he had to go through covid he makes it on the other side and he's a sympathetic figure now 
See, I was instead of instead of the bully, him. instead of the bully that he appeared to be on Tuesday. See, I was actually kind of going the opposite route with it. I I didn't even go. I, that makes sense. That com, that does make sense. But the the other end of that is he looks even more dumb because mm. he was downplaying this thing, making it seem like it wasn't a big deal, and now you get it. Now it's like. Now everything you said about this is like, well, you got it, buddy. So it's obviously a thing. Can I ask a maybe well, a fairly dumb question? Does looking dumb has looking dumb ever stopped him from doing anything <laughs> else? I mean, well, no. I okay. So I I had not even thought of that, Nate. That's very 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 enlightening, and I okay. So like I could understand the strategy behind it. Um, so I'll, we'll, but, but I'll we'll put this aside for a second because I, the thing that bro, I, can you back away from the camera a little bit? You're, no. I, I can see your brain right now, bro. No, that's good. Yeah. I want, I'm trying to get up in the COVID range here for you. <laughs> make you uncomfortable. Um, I need a swab. Okay. So what, what I was going to say was that when that when stuff like that happens, people, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I'm like, I always call bullshit because conspiracy theories that involve that many people, it's like almost impossible it's hard to like, keep a secret yes i mean how could you ever like think about it? at least a dozen people would have to be in on it at least and you're not gonna have any whistleblowers or anybody in that but because look at look at the people that are in this inner circle mike i mean they all have something to gain by him being the president again i mean even the even the white house doctors and you know people that diagnosed him quote unquote diagnosed him I mean, all of these people can be in cahoots. I mean, it's not yeah. that hard. Okay, for twelve I mean, for twelve people. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, yeah. Like yeah, say, I, like the moon landing or something like that. I mean, that's a lot more people. I mean, you know, that's why I think the moon landing was real. Obviously, is because nobody, nobody's blown the whistle on that because it's it, it would be impossible to keep that a secret for this long with that many people involved. But for this, it's literally just his inner circle and a couple of doctors. And, you know, what are they going to say? Maybe maybe later when Trump's not president or when Trump dies or whatever, and one of these doctors at Walter Reed or, you know, the White House doctor now says, yeah, Trump never had COVID. What's it going to matter? We all, you know, most people think he's a liar anyway. So, like, what is it going to matter in the final analysis? He's trying to get votes. He's trying to stay president. That's all he cares about right now. Yeah. And pulling And pulling something like this is plausible to me. Yeah. Like, is it... Po is it probable? No, but it's plausible. And that's, well, I, that, I mean, yeah, that's what yeah, I thought I, of. I, I could definitely understand the benefit of it. I mean, the, that, that part certainly makes sense because Trump's position on this thing, as much as I try, I've tried to stay as far away from this thing as possible and not pay attention, it's like, I don't think he's ever said or even insinuated that this isn't real. Like, it's mm -hmm. very hard to argue that it's real, but... I think his position and a lot of, you know, people on the right would say, like, it's not that it's not a thing, but it's not as big of a deal as everyone's making out to be. And it shouldn't shut down our lives. And I think Correct. if there's a conspiracy and yes, if he's faking getting it only to be miraculously be better within a couple of days and, and it's no big deal. Obviously, that strengthens that point that somebody that's in an at risk category gets it, survives and thrives to come back and be president yet again. Yeah, it's a great yeah. story. So I'd not even thought of that, but that's that absolutely makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. I hadn't gone from that angle either, but that's it seems like a risky proposition because my mind instantly went the opposite direction of of him. Oh, you idiot! You're making fun of it now. You got it. How about that? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. But that's the but that the thing about that though, Jamie, is that's the story today. Mm-hmm. But, but most people aren't going to vote today. Most people are going to yeah. vote in in yeah. two weeks when he's going to be fine. And that point, it's going to be yeah, like, oh my god, he's totally look at this guy. He looks better than he ever has. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, I do honestly think that there's a chance that this next debate gets postponed. Um, and I think that was. That might have been part of the consideration too, because so, you know, working for a TV station, I, you know, I try to stay pretty, you know, neutral, um, and we have a political analyst that does the same thing too. But he, you know, he's got a lot of Republican friends and in Alabama. Um, it's kind of hard not to uh, to be a political analyst and not have you know several Republican friends. But he said that after the debate um, on Tuesday night. That he got calls from lots of his Republican, you know, sources and whatnot. They said Trump like flat out lost the election. Like he, there's no way he can win after what he did and what they saw on Tuesday night. And I was shocked hearing well, that. Like that's that, what, that that is shocking to me. That's what I texted everybody, you know, in in our chat. I was like, yeah, go, going into the debates, like everybody thought going into the debates, or at least I did, that it was going to be just such a one-sided thing because biden is so he's just so i guess not aggressive and passive and he speaks slower and he has trouble stringing sentences together and stuff like that and trump is obviously pretty much the opposite he can talk about everything and nothing all at the same time and then once you watched it it to me it was pretty evident that like trump was like almost overplaying his hand like he he would interrupt Biden, talk over him, all that stuff. And then Biden went from, to me anyways, as, as you know, when I was watching it, he went from looking weak to look to being like a sympathetic figure because Trump wasn't even getting, giving him the opportunity to like fumble mm-hmm. through his words. He wasn't yeah. even doing it. Like, I mean, and that was where I think he, he just, he overdid it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just not in Trump's nature to like be somewhat measured and, <laughs> and passive. No. And like, let let other people talk because that's really what he should have done. He really didn't need to say a ton because had Biden had to like talk for a good full two minutes, you know, when they were doing like the two minute answer or whatever, he was even interrupting them then. It was like, dude, just let him talk. He's not, if you let him go, he's, he's going to stumble and and fumble around and not make sense. So just, that's what you need people to see, but he wouldn't even let him do it. You know, you know what the, you know what the comedy of when you first said that, what I was laughing about, like, oh, he lost the debate or whatever. It's like, you know, in 2016, like he had zero chance to win the election until about 11 p.m. on election night, and then all of a sudden it was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, he won. So yeah. like, I being behind or what, like uh, that hasn't mattered before. And no, I, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that it matters now. Like I don't, you know, yeah. I, I did see, you know, as of as we're recording this, I think one of these websites that does odds or whatever, he's like a two to one underdog right now, just as in terms of the betting lines or whatever. Wow. But it's like, I'd still just, I would bet everything. And I guess I could, so I'm not, so I'm not really putting my money where my mouth is, but I would bet. <laughs> I mean, he it's, he's going to win again. Like he's just will. I just, I just, I don't know. Unless this COVID thing's real. And that was the other thing that occurred to me today that I hadn't, not thought about after all these stories about Trump has COVID. Oh my God, what's going to happen? It's like, 
man, it's he could literally still be dealing with this on election night. And if, obviously, if that yeah. happens, then like he can't win. I, I don't think if he's still yeah. like suffering from it, or if God forbid, like he's you know on his deathbed or something like that. At that point, like <clears throat> then it's just over. Well, you know, the 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 prime minister of uh of you know England, uh, yeah. Great Britain, Boris Johnson, he was intensive care for like a week at least and he he yeah. was going through he was going through uh you know treatment and all that for more than a month six he weeks six yeah. weeks he was dealing with it yeah so i mean and, and boris johnson is younger uh you know they're probably in similar health like i mean they look similar they have a similar body type but he's younger um so you know there's just no telling man i mean just we'll see what happens but i don't know it, the 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 whole thing Kind of like Jamie said, just the timing was weird. I get it. Um, the the people that Hope Hicks was in contact with is a is a pretty you know narrow you know band of people. There's like twenty or so people that she was in contact with. I saw a list because all of the travel from the White House staff is all it's all cataloged, and you can you can actually go and and find it. Um, but it's it's basically Trump's inner circle, his kids. Um, his wife, obviously, uh, advisors and chief of staff and all that stuff. So we'll see if anybody else gets it. I mean, I, I think that's the main thing. If, if other people get it, I think we need to be watching out to see who else gets it. Because if I, I think if you start to see some dominoes go and, you know, Eric Trump gets it and, you know, Tiffany Trump, his daughter gets it, you know, and they actually come out and say we got it, then, you know, I, I would maybe put a little bit more stock behind it. But until that happens jury still might be out because I, I i don't think in this day and age i mean we've been people have been playing dirty politics for a long long time have used all kinds of different tactics to win elections uh so i would not put anything past anybody that wants to win uh, a, an election for president and, and you know especially this so we'll see we'll see just a hypothetical not saying it's actually happening just a hypothetical Goes along uh, with everything our, that's been happening in 2020, though. Just oh yeah, I mean it's par would be par for the course for sure. Freaking, um, you this, know what? This I, woman, I'll, I'm sorry, real quick before we move on. Like I'm, I've never seen Hope Hicks before, but like she looks like a like a 15 years younger Melania. Mm. You know, so yeah. weird that Trump would bring her into the mix. Interesting. You know I mean? Well, it's just it's a coincidence, bizarre. obviously. I mean, I'm sure she, yeah. she does. She's good at it. So. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well. I'll, can confirm. <laughs> Can confirm. Mm. Uh, you know what I wish was a uh, a construct or just a, a hypothetical? Uh, Florida State football. Yes. Project. Yes. Yep. I wish that was just hypothetical and we weren't actually playing. My golly. You know, uh, yeah. Every every Saturday, like when they play, you know, and it's over, I feel like I'm just like, man, I just already want the season to be over. But like. You know, it's that's I'm, they play once a week, and and by the time the weekend comes around, like I'm excited for tomorrow. I don't know. I guess I'm just a junkie, but <laughs> for punishment or something like that. I just <laughs> it's my team. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's my team. Like I just want to see something that's gonna make me feel like, you know, that things could get a little bit better. Um, other thing I'm gonna say real quick, I because I when I'm trying to cheer myself up a little bit, I just remind myself that what is the whole point? of playing college football. Like what is like Florida state, you know, the top 30 teams, whatever, what is their goal every year? 
What's well, we're top? not in the top 30 I'm just teams, saying, but just, the top just, 30 teams, their goal is to win the national championship. Win the national championship. How many teams have won a national championship, an a, a national championship more recently than Florida State? Like Clemson, three. Alabama. Clemson, Ohio Alabama, Ohio State, L- LSU. LSU. That's, LSU. Yeah. that's it. All of these teams, all these schools, that's all they want to do. And they, that's only teams that have done it more recently than us. And it, to be honest with you, every season that you don't win a national championship is, I don't want to say it's a failure, but it's like, it's not, it's not fulfilling. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not saying we're going to win them anytime soon. Obviously there's nothing that would tell us that we're going to be competitive anytime soon. All I'm saying is like, there's a lot of schools out there that want to win national championships and we've done it more recently than them. So could be worse. I don't know. My, my don't, hurt, the, don't hurt yourself patting yourself on the back for being a Florida uh, State fan. Uh, he's, Mike. He's, I mean, that's... Oof. My, Mike is the Nadia Comaneci of, of mental gymnastics. <laughs> is what he just did. That's what that was right there. That was, that was, yeah, a, that was, that was a hell of a rationalization. But it was man. a good job. because I, I was like, yeah. It doesn't mean that we're good. It doesn't mean anything. All I'm saying is... Jamie, we should just feel good about ourselves right now, okay? Just let's, just let's feel good about ourselves it right now. changes... Really quick. I, I know that sounds it ridiculous does. to say that, but and there's a couple podcasts that we all listened to that said this this week. As a reminder, Miami lost their bowl game to Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech, 14 to nothing. Shut the F out. Yeah. Shut out. Like, and that was, that was two, basically two games ago. Yeah. Two games ago. And they're already like, a juggernaut again. I know we, we we had something to do with that. They're good, and that and having De'Aaron King and having a, a quarterback that knows what he's doing, like that kind of stuff matters. And yeah. we have, I'll say this, and I'll, and, and I'll and I'll shut up. Okay, we've got we've got Chubba Purdy on the roster, who apparently is apparently pretty good. We'll see what happens with that. And then we got Luke Altmyer coming in next year. That kid is a stud. I, I sh- hope to God we actually sign him because the last guys. The quarterbacks we've had committed mm. for a long time didn't actually end up signing with us, but um, that guy's going to be it's really good. So that is going to help a lot because, as 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 we know, and I'm sure you guys have, have noticed, it's uh, our biggest problem potentially right now is quarterback. So There's yeah, no about it. Yeah, I've I've always said that. Like it, it's funny to me whenever you know people forecast schedules for the following year and they're like they're looking at a game and like oh that game's an L and I'm like I mean sitting here now yeah it could be but there's a million things that can happen between now and then coaches change people get hurt guys just get better you know things can change you can get like an impact fresh there's there's all sorts of things that can happen that that change sort of the dynamic of a season and things like that so it can change quickly um my only issue is that when i look at the team i don't really see a ton to be excited about at all like I don't see any players where I'm like oh god I can't I can't wait to see that guy play again the only guy I can really think of that the last couple games I've looked at and be like I need to see a lot more of that dude is Amari Gaynor Mm -hmm. that's the first linebacker that we've had that looks like a linebacker since like Nigel Bradham like he looks like an absolute man out there we don't really have really any of those guys even if you look at the 2013 defense you know our linebackers did not look like that and he's he's a stud and he's a ball player like he 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 he's a football player and that's one of the things that we don't we don't have enough of those guys yeah, well a couple um, other guys couple other guys I'll, I'll just let's not forget about these guys Asante Samuel I think has had a good year um that's a dude 
right there. And then a guy hasn't played, but Hamza Nasruddin. I mean, he's a stud. Yeah. Um, yes. Steven, Steven he hasn't Dix. played, but like that's Steven Dix Jr. Steven Dix yes. for sure. I mean, Josh Griffiths is scrawny and a freshman, but he's he's showing some promise. I mean, he's actually trying out there. So, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. It's not like a lot of great signs, but there's there's a few guys that are flashing a little bit. Yeah, th- there's a few for sure. It's just, you know, I just don't see a ton of, of like, I just don't see it. And this sounds kind of silly to say, but I just don't see a ton of football players. Like we always refer back to the 2013 team for obvious reasons, but just look at that 2013 defense. You've got Telvin Smith, Terrence Brooks, LaMarcus Joyner, Jalen Ramsey. Those are all fo- Timmy Jernigan. Those are all football players, like really, really talented guys, all the measurables, all that crap but they're football players and we don't, we just don't have too many of those. Like, you know, when I watched the, and I think it was the, it was probably the first series, the off first offensive series or Miami's first offensive series. There was a play. It was like third and like four or five or something like that. And I don't remember if it was like a screen, you know, like a, like a swing pass or whatever it was, but we had like two guys that had the ability to stop their ball carrier before he got the first down. And they just, they got drug and for the first down. And it's just little plays like that. Like that is where, like when you're in that position to make that play, it's, that's a football player play. Like you can do all the schemes and all of this and all of that and all the two stars, three stars, five stars, whatever. It's a matter of when you're in that position, do you get the, the guy on the ground or don't you? And all those guys I just listed from that 2013 team would get the guy to the ground, period. They just would. It's just that I, I, you can't really diagram it or say, hey, here's what he did. He just he made a football play and he got the guy to the ground. And we don't have a very many guys that get guys to the ground. We just don't on defense. I mean, we just don't. And that's far as I can tell. That's like the main problem at this point. We just don't have enough like football players. You know, everybody wants to talk about Marvin and it's, you know, the whole thing about the game Saturday. I didn't even watch it. I turned it off at halftime. But. Um, you know, they were like, yeah, he got kicked out of the game for targeting, which I didn't see the play. I mean, was it like a legitimate targeting? Oh yeah. Yeah. Call? Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. They didn't call it so, on the field. They actually reviewed it to, and that's okay. when they, that's when they actually got it. Yeah. So made a stupid play by, a, by getting ejected for targeting was an effort play. I have to give him that. Okay. It was like he was about 15 yards downfield. Congratulations. So is, he, is, he out, is he out for the first half? Yeah, he would be. I mean, yeah. No, I think that was in the first half, wasn't it? Oh, oh I don't know. Well, they, I don't know. I wasn't watching because well, I turned watch, it off. I'm rewatching but... the game. I'll, I'll, can confirm soon. I'll let you guys know. Well, it's and then it was just all like, oh, he he stood in the he stood in the in the tunnel and watched the game. It's like, okay, I mean, that's that's nice. Well, he was on the sideline actually. Well, I would. <clears> they don't I have prefer, to leave anymore. <clears throat> I'd prefer him to make a play in the game. I, I would prefer that. Once you get ejected, go ahead and take your ass to the locker room. When you're on the field, go ahead and make a play for me. Otherwise, I don't really care. And that's kind of where, where we're at at this point. We're looking for things like that to, to be like, oh, that was nice. No, it's, no, it's not. No, yeah. it's not. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's, it's, a, it's a gesture. It's a borderline virtue signaling. Get your ass back in the locker room. You got kicked out of the game, man. You got kicked out of the game. You had your chance to make an impact. You're not making an impact now. We're grasping at straws. That's just yeah. a hopeless, just, hopeless feeling. It's just a... Yeah, I mean, to, to look at that and go, oh, that was nice to see. No, it Ugh. wasn't. Ugh. No, it wasn't. stupid. Who cares? Yeah, like it doesn't, doesn't make matter. A, make, yeah, make a play on the, on, on the field and, and, you know, 
earn that earn that first or second round NFL draft pick status, which is going out the window every time he plays like that. Because that's can, can you think of two? I mean, seriously, Marvin and Tamorian both just absolute ghosts, absolute ghosts. And I know Tamorian's going through stuff. I know his grandma died, and I, you know, I don't know, but. Might, I might mean, just absolute, apparently too. Yeah, but just absolute ghosts on the field, man. I mean, those two have hurt themselves, you know, by a factor of ten. From but, if they hadn't even played, I mean, they're just they're just hurting their draft stock. Let, Every let time me just say, let me just say this about both of those guys, okay? Well, there's there's two separate things. I'm going to ask Jamie, played some defensive line, right? I when when I look at, I I just. I, I've watched Marvin Wilson and like I keep rewatching his games and I'm just like I can't pinpoint what it is exactly. But like someone that big should not be able to be blocked by one guy, right? No. I mean, is that is no. it that simple? I mean, it, it's just and like I like I look, I'm not definitely not an expert. I can just tell you that there is I've played with guys that they're they're just they're just football players. I don't really know how to explain it other than to, to say they're just football players. Timmy the guy's Jernigan, made plays before, though. It's not all like yeah. last year and as a sophomore, he was really good yeah. like and almost in, unblockable in one-on-one situations, and I just don't know why that would be different now. I, 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 I can't really pinpoint it either. It's just I, I don't want to say it's just an effort thing because I, I don't necessarily think he's not giving effort, but it's like when you watch Timmy – if you put Timmy Jernigan – like if you just stood Timmy Jernigan up and you stood Marvin Wilson up next to him and you were to pick one player or the other, you'd probably pick Marvin because Marvin's way bigger. Like Timmy's not that big. He's really not. He's like 6'1 and some change. I mean he's muscled up obviously, but Marvin's like 6'3", 320, 330, something like that. He's a monster. Yeah. He's six four. So, I mean, he's he's a big yeah. Big the ass same dude. thing yeah. if you and and you know one of the best interior defensive linemen in NFL history was Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp is not much bigger than me. He's not. He's 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 barely six one maybe, and he's he's not like some. He doesn't look like Aaron Donald. He doesn't. He's just a football player. Like I don't I don't I can't really explain it. He's fast. He's smart. He just knows how to play, and that's what. You know, there, there are some defensive linemen, there, a lot of playing defensive line is effort. And it sounds stupid, but it, I mean, it really is. Like, if if you're taking on a double team, you can just accept the stalemate. And that's what a lot of guys do, is just accept a stalemate. Because a stalemate is, if you're getting doubled, a stalemate is really a, a, a win for, yeah, for the defense. Yeah. But playmakers don't accept that. They make they they fight through it and make plays more times than they don't. And that's when you watch Aaron Donald, for example. Again, that's another guy. He's six foot tall. He's he's six. He's literally six foot tall. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously looks like he's, you know, a science project as far as yeah. He eats all the HGH like all yeah, of he, all, all of it. All the all the acai and the Mexican supplements. He does all that, <laughs> but. At the end of the day, he's still six foot tall, 290 pounds or whatever he is, and nobody can block him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an effort and a technique thing. And I just think Marvin just ain't that. I just think he's not that. Like he just doesn't he just doesn't have a burning desire to make a play. Like I, I and that, that sounds stupid and that sounds overly simplistic, but I don't know what else to say. Like I feel like if you would give a guy with a motor, hashtag motor, hashtag uh, cliche, 
Hashtag David Pollock. Yeah, his body, they would be picking dudes up and dropping them on their heads. And there's something to be said about that because, you know, guys like Aaron Donald that are somewhat undersized and Warren Sapp that are undersized, they have to they have to do that to make up for it. When guys like him, you know, and other guys that are more physically gifted, they can just kind of they're just better than everyone until they're not anymore. And I, I, to me, that's just my opinion on him. I've never been overly impressed by Marvin Wilson. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Nate. Go ahead. What I don't understand is, I mean, we saw him, though, make plays last year. I mean, he made some plays. He made, I don't know. But I don't understand how in a, in a money year where you come back for the express purpose of – boosting your draft stock and 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 being part of a team and being part of a culture change and all that, you know, warm fuzzy stuff that you just forget how to make plays. I, it's just I don't understand like how do you lose that? Like I a guy like Kelvin Benjamin who fat slob slow didn't want to try for, you know, 2 years or whatever and then in the year which he needed to be trying and and playing hard he did, and we won a national championship, and then he signed a, a big contract in the NFL. Like, this is the opposite. I don't, I don't get it. Like, well, unless he's just mentally checked out. But why would you be mentally checked out? Like, I, I don't understand. I think that one of the, one of the things that, like, when you're, when you're watching football and, eval- and like, watching every play of a game and, and saying, like, well, why can't this guy beat that block? Or why can't this guy, you know, you know beat – beat someone to an edge or, or fill a hole or whatever. Like the one thing that we always take for granted is like you're, you're running constantly. Every play you're running as fast as you can. Someone is blocking you. You're taking every ounce of strength it takes to just beat a block. It's like you have to be conditioned at a ridiculous level to be able to, to be successful at football. And we don't, we, there's no way of knowing whether Marvin Wilson gets up at, you know, 6 a.m. to go work out or whether he just rolls out of bed at 10 a.m. and does just barely enough to what what he's being asked by the coaches. Well, and, that's all part of it. I mean, that's yeah. all like all goes into it. Like if he's not doing that, then it's even worse. I know, but well, that's, it, it, it's just hard. Like it's so easy to say that. But like but, but man, other people have done this, Mike. <laughs> Other people have succeeded at football sure. by working hard. Sure, and plenty have. Jamarcus Russell was the most one of the most talented yeah. throwers of the ball of all time, and like the guy was taken first overall. He like, and he just could not get it together in terms of work ethic. Like, it's just it's not a given. Yeah. See, this is, and I'm, I I want to say it was last week, maybe it was the week before, where I mentioned this, where as Florida State fans, whenever we look at our defense or our offense or whatever, and we're like, okay, this guy is the best player on our defense, we automatically judge that and, and base that off of, well, what was the best player on our best defense? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just because the best player on our defense on the 2020 defense is our best player, it doesn't mean he's as good as the best player on our 2013 defense or the 1996 defense or, or whatever it was. Like it's not the same, and he's not that. Like I've been, yeah. I, I don't he know. Just what got it kicked is. out, by the way. Third quarter, four minutes left. He got kicked out. So yes, so he should be. Out he's going to miss half. the first half. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Senior captain getting Great. ejected from a game um, when the game was already over. So not a good play. I don't care what you say. Not a good play. Not a smart play. But when you look at and and, and I've this has been bothering me for a very long time. When you look at our players. 
Okay. Just look at them on the field in their uniform. They look completely different than almost every single other D1 football team. Completely different. When you look at Alabama's guys, Clemson's guys, they look like monsters. And our guys look fat and sloppy. When you look at court, everybody's talking about Corey Durden going into the season. I'm like, it's another guy where it's like, yeah, he's like maybe like the fourth or fifth best player on a horrible defense. And you look at him, it's like, bro, have you been doing anything but eating pizza? Like, what have you been doing? Have you lifted a weight? Have you done anything to, to make yourself better? And it's, he just looks sloppy and gross. And, like, even when you look at, like, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, when you look at their defensive linemen, yes, they're big. Maybe they got a little belly on them. But they're not sloppy. They're not sloppy. Corey Durden and Marvin, I'm sorry, they look kind of sloppy. They mm-hmm. look kind of sloppy. They do. And you can't be sloppy anymore. Like, that's not a thing unless you're Vince Wilfork and he's – done you you just you look at any of these guys they don't look sloppy they look big they look bulky they have a little belly they don't look sloppy our guys well, a know, lot of them look sloppy i mean you get you go back to aaron donald i mean he's he's yoked up jj watt i mean you know he's yoked up bosa's they're yoked i mean it's yeah i mean somehow like guys you, you mentioned will fork and that's actually the guy i was thinking about like you know he he goes out there and dominates while being fat and you just, I guess you assume like that's what you need to be, but like that he's probably more of the oddity than, he than anything else. Right. Yeah. If you go and look at that, <laughs> I was actually watching last week, watching that YouTube video uh, from hard knocks when he came to training camp, wearing overalls and stuff. And yeah, the dude, the dude's got a massive belly, but when you look at his chest and his arms, he's solid. Like he's a monster. He's solid. Like he's muscled up. So yeah, he's got a belly, but he's, He's he's extremely like freakishly strong. Yeah, and he didn't have to like with Wilfork, like he didn't have to it seems like really get outside of his comfort zone. Like he would take on double teams and then like obviously, you know, like anybody that was in be- in between any of the tackles, like he could get there. And that was it. That was his area, you know what I mean? So like he didn't have to like get up field and, and penetrate and get after the quarterback and stuff like that. So and he just he was just naturally able to do that you know yeah. and, and a lot of people obviously are, are not able to do that so yeah he, he's a one-off guy it's just I, I don't know I've always felt even I mean when you look at our offensive linemen like for the you know since 2014 they just none of them look like they belong in a d1 offensive line they just don't mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll have teams like Syracuse come in and you're like that looks like what you're supposed to look like freaking Syracuse freaking like, Syracuse what are, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know if we're like the only ones not doing steroids, but if we're not, we need to start. Mm-hmm. We, we, we need to start because everybody well, else is doing it. It's a Tour de France thing. Everybody else is doing it. We just need to do it. We're gonna see. We're gonna see a pretty fresh Jacksonville State team come into Tallahassee because they haven't played a game yet, and they're only playing. They only have four games on their schedule this year. They are literally just mercenaries waiting for a paycheck. And I swear to God. I honestly think they can beat us. I'm, I'm not like that's not hyperbole. Like I've looked at their roster. That Jacksonville State's right up the road from where I live in Birmingham. It's not very far. Um, and there's people that you know have watched them play the last couple of years and say, yeah, they got some players. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I mean, it's it's um, it'd be super easy. And there's a lot of people this week saying like, oh, Florida State's gonna lose just because it's like. 
you know, it's like the funny thing to say, but like, I, I'm there, serious. There are, yeah, no, yeah, there, there are FC, FCS teams out there that Florida, this Florida state team would beat like 80 to nothing. This is not one of them. Like no. they have a good quarterback. Um, the guy was actually committed to Clemson. He might've went there for a little while. Um, he's apparently going to set the, you know, the school record for touchdown passes this year. Uh, well, he's supposed on to, Saturday, if they're, only, on Saturday. Yeah, I say, if they're only playing four games. I don't know how, but I guess he's playing Florida state. They have a really good tight end. Um, so it's just, you know, playing right into our strengths basically. Um, and then, you know, our offense, like, again, like it's, it, it's not a joke to say, like, it, sometimes it feels like they can't score against air. Like they don't, they don't know what they're doing. And I guess we'll, who's catching, who's catching the ball. Like, nope. Who can well, catch the ball? As we were told, uh, by a lot of the, the, you know, the, the Tallahassee sports guys, um, you know, we have potentially the best wide receiving group in the nation. You know, when 100%. you look at Terry Helton, Warren Thompson, you know, and then some of the other freshmen that are coming in, they're unguardable. When you put mm-hmm. six foot five Terry and six foot five Thompson on the other side, how are you going to cover them? Yeah. Well, you forget that catching Maybe. the ball is, is yeah. crucial to being a good wide receiver. And those two so guys is effort proven that they can do it. So effort, cool. effort and want to. That's that's all. For it helps. It helps. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's just oh. this this season, uh, Florida State football twenty twenty is. I, I get excited for it the same way I get excited for like when Sharknado, like the new Sharknado comes out. Um, same same deal. Like I'm excited to see it just because it's going to be a complete idiot train wreck. And that's it gives me it gives me an excuse to put something on the grill and eat badly. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much my. My one saving grace. Um, do, do we want to have a? Do you want to give a score prediction? I mean, these are sure to go really smoothly. <laughs> I have one. Go for it. Okay, so as we sit today, we're twenty six and a half point favorites. Beautiful. Okay, so I want to say that Florida State will, at some point in this game, be winning thirty eight to six. Mm-hmm. And the final score will be Florida State 38, Jacksonville State 34. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. So at halftime, it's, they're going to be up 38 to whatever I said. Six. 38 to 6. Uh-huh. Yep. We're going to block and, an extra point. Going to feel really good about ourselves. We're going to block an extra point. That's exactly right. Their kicker is going to be some scrub that like literally has never kicked a ball before. And they're just they're just throwing them out there. And then uh, somehow they're going to come back, and we're not going to score a point in the second half. We'll, we'll win. We will not cover 26 and a half. It's not possible. Um, and that, that will be the final <laughs> score. Can't, they can't score 26 points. How are they going to win by 26? They can't score 26. <laughs> so what I did, the first thing that popped into my head um, is I wanted to go back and look at this, the box score from the great uh, Florida State Samford game of 2018. You guys will remember that that was Duck the game. Hodges. <laughs> Duck, De- yeah. Devlin Hodges. Devlin Duck uh, Hodges. At 39. This, this dude, this is, this is a hell of a stat line here, okay? 39 of 60, 475 yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, and four interceptions. Four picks, yeah. How did we, how did we, how did we get four picks on this guy? We'll, we will remember. He started like eight games in the NFL last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. He was. Um, 
This this was uh, you know the great and powerful five star Levante Taylor. This was his greatest moment on a Florida State football field because he got the interception pick six to secure to seal the it, baby. You know when he when he signed and he was the big five star coming out of wherever the hell he was coming from. I'm sure he was envisioning beating Samford uh, with a pick six mm-hmm. as his biggest moment. Mm-hmm. But we South won that Georgia, game. I think it was from like Virginia or something, wasn't he? Maryland or ah, something. Ah, you're right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So we won that game 36 to 26. <laughs> 36 to 26. And uh I I mean, I look at 36 and I'm like, hmm. that might as well be 136. I don't know how we're gonna score 36 points. So I would say I'm not gonna believe our team can get to 30 points until they get to 21st. So we haven't got to 20 yet. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say 24-23 we win. 24-23 we win. The one-point victory. Uh, the, the number I had in my head for us was 27. I don't know why. I don't know how we get there, but 27. Um, and you know what? I, I think they keep it within a, a touchdown, so I'm going to go 27-21. Yeah, I don't – I mean, it's totally one of those it's be close. It will be a close game. Why? It will be a close game. P- tell me something in the last three years that would make you think that we blow anybody out. This is, this is what this is what we do all the time before these games where we're like, oh, we're we're better than this team. We should. Why we no. haven't? It hasn't happened. Why, why would you think that it's going to happen? It's not going to happen because it doesn't happen. No. So the only thing the only thing you can say, okay, at that point, as we record this, the rumor is that uh, Tate Rodemaker is going to start, which is is very interesting to me. It's not just as, you know, some people like if, if you're not thinking about it, you might say, Oh, they, you know, they Jacksonville state, they just, they're going to throw the freshman in there because they think they're going to dominate these guys. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure this staff understands that like, this is not like an automatic win. No. <laughs> they need to put their, and that's, that's what, if they actually start Rodemaker, I mean, obviously that says a lot to me that like, they don't think Blackman can help them win games against anybody. Yeah, you know, after evaluating and and I as I've watched this Miami game like five different times, it's like, and the stat was out there, uh, Florida, you know, Florida State's pass protected for longer, you know, less less time or more time to pressure than than all but three teams in college football, and and, and all we see is guy is Blackman getting sacked or escaping the pocket, and it's like, it's incredible, you know, and yeah. and and having said all that, like it's the the staffs watching that tape. And if the rumors are to be believed, it's like they're going to start a true freshman over that guy uh, just just so they can get a win. That's exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing. And that's to me, that says a lot, a lot. It, it was good to see that little graphic that you guys posted in there, because when I watched the Georgia Tech game, like, you know, we're just kind of instinctively trained at this point to be like, oh, the offensive line sucks, the offensive line sucks. But when I watched it, I'm like. I don't think they were that bad this game. Mm. Like they were okay. They weren't great, but they were adequate. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't the reason why that 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 it was a problem that we couldn't score any points. So, yeah, I mean, especially after seeing that, now it's kind of like, well, it's not like it's a kind of like throw your hands up in the air, last ditch effort. It's like, no, this is probably going to be better because it can't be any worse. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It would be interesting. I mean, the only thing, you know, you can say about Rodemaker is, like, he, he got in there his first series. He threw a pick. Like, he could throw, like, five picks and just be, like, an idiot. You know, we I mean, that's the kind of stuff 
you don't know until you see it play out. But it just will be nice Come to out there and least... like actually like throw like you know click the trigger and like throw the ball like just get rid of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, just get at him this out point. There. Yeah, at this point, we just need to see what we got. I think that's where yeah. we're at at this point in 2020. It's let's just what what we currently have on the roster. Let's see what we got, and then we can kind of reassess this off season. Hopefully, we have a more um, normal off season with a full spring and a normal recruiting period and all that kind of stuff. And if we're gonna refer to Tate, can we please call him by his full, full given Christian name, please? Tate Rodemaker, hardly knew her. Cause that's that's gonna need to happen. I know it doesn't fit on a I know it doesn't fit on a jersey, but we need to be able to give the proper respect. Um, so good to Mister I hardly know her. So the best one I saw was was up. Uh, we were in Atlanta in January, and we were walk, we were actually at the Braves' new stadium. And I don't know who this guy is. Maybe he's a coach. Maybe it was just some some guy like me, you know, doing a funny. But there was a a jersey in the team store and the last name on it was Ditter, D-I-D-D-E-R, which is, yeah. it doesn't get good any one. better than that. That's, that's like, a good one. That's, that's really almost good. two on the nose. It's, you know? Exactly. It's like it's way good, nose, but it's perfect. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, uh, so I got, uh, I, I think uh, everyone that listened to the podcast, I got some great feedback about the uh, either or segment. So do we want to do that? Or do we want to do Jamie's terrible take first? Oh, we can do the either or I'm just, Okay. Whatever you, whatever you guys want to do, I'm just... Well, I'm just going to let you get your terrible take in because that's kind of a, a staple of the show. So I want to I want to let you have your time. We'll, we'll close with the terrible take. We'll do a, a couple of either-ors. Uh, speaking of uh, sloppy, we talked about the de- defensive line just looking absolutely sloppy. Uh, would you rather eat 50 chicken nuggets or eat six Big Macs? Where are the nuggets from? That's yeah, exactly cool. 100%. I think, I think this is a McDonald's-centric question. Mm. Oh, I think I mentioned a, a week or two ago how my son, uh, just an absolute savage, was in the back of the car and he ate. He was eating McDonald's nuggets and he like ate all the breading off the nugget and then he left like what was yes, left of the actual the nugget Slimy and it looked like a, it was so gross. Um, I don't know that a Big Mac's any better. I think you said fifty, fifty, fifty chicken nuggets or six Big Macs. I mean, I think I could. F- physically get 50 nuggets down i don't think i could get six big macs down that's a lot of bread gotcha yeah no, i i'd go six big macs for sure i mean oh, it, God. yeah they're they're not, do... they're not, I, I had one recently i mean it, it's it's brutal like it it would stuck with me for a long time and i'm hopefully never gonna eat one again although they're pretty good first bite's pretty good i'm not gonna lie and uh, the the thousand the thousand island dressing, I mean, that's just the deal breaker for me. I can't do, do all it. beef paddle, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. You can't Ugh. go thousand wrong with island. that. It's special sauce, Nate. It's not thousand island. No, it's it's definitely thousand I mean, island. It might coincidentally be a thousand island. I'm just saying, like it's special sauce. My <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, uh, the the nuggets won sixty two to thirty eight percent. By the way. Yeah. So you, I mean, here's the thing with the nuggets. You can you could easily make a five piece nugget. Like you just stack five on top of each other and just mm-hmm. hammer those. And that would not be, you don't have to do that 10 times. That wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. You, you're talking, you six, we're talking 18 pieces of bread, bro. That's 18 bread. pieces of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of bread, man. Yeah. A lot of bread. That, that good stuff gets down there and expands, man. No, no, thanks. It's just a logistical thing, really. It's not even like a taste or, or anything like that, effort thing. It's just so it's all physics. There's not it's enough real estate down there. You're absolutely right. 
Um, oof, I got the chills now. All right, this is a good one, actually. I, I kind of like this one. Uh, being dads, we kind of know about uh, sleep deprivation. Would you rather sleep five, or I'm sorry, three hours every day or have to sleep 15 hours every day? So you had to pick. You could only sleep three hours every day or you could sleep 15 hours every day. I know Mike's answer because he's already done one of these for about no, seven years. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I've come a long way since then. I'll tell you this. There's, you know, three hours is not that much. But whenever th- there's a situation where I've got to sleep, I only I only can sleep like four hours or three or whatever it is. Like the next day, I'm always surprised that like, yeah, like I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Like I think I kind of waste like four hours every day just getting seven hours of sleep but uh i'm not, not that i'm ever going to change because i'm definitely going to keep sleeping seven hours but i between those i would definitely pick i would pick three for sure mm-hmm. yeah uh, so here's the thing like i'm one of those guys that i can just like mike said i can do the the two and a half three hours occasionally mm-hmm. and the next day i'm fine like i'm i'm fine i've i've had some situations where that's happened recently has been one of those uh, and I'm fine the next day. It starts like, to catch up to you though. Two or three days later mm-hmm. when you've got to catch up and it, it becomes a problem where you, you actually get eight or nine hours of sleep and you wake up and you still feel like shit. The issue here with this here scenario is I would feel the same way if I, if I slept 15, I would, I would wake up and just feel completely sluggish. Cause if I sleep nine or 10 hours, I feel horrible when I wake oh, it's up. Brutal. Yeah. It's not, I don't it's not good. They started. So I guess if I had to choose one, I would just um, I'd probably choose the three hour one and just yeah. just try and like hammer down for two or three days and then die after that or something. I don't know what you would do. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat. Like I hate taking naps just because I think you know 45 minutes or an hour of time during the middle of the day or whatever when I'm could be productive is is just a waste. So yeah. I'm I'm there with you three three hours every day. And this is a tight one. 51 percent agree with us that they would sleep uh, three hours every day. Yeah, just go three hours and caffeinate the shit out of yourself. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah it's, not, it's not good for you. I'll, I'll, we'll tell you this. I just read, finished reading a book. It's called Why We Sleep by Dr. Walker. I can't remember the guy's first name, but he studied sleep his whole life. You know, it's, it's not good for your body. It has some long-term effects. It affects your immune system. And there's definitely, I've always thought this, but there's no catch-up. So, like, if you sleep three hours a week during the week because you got to work a lot or whatever and think you're going to sleep all weekend, like, nah. it doesn't really help you. It does actually does nothing for your body. Mm. Every day is its own thing, and if you don't get enough sleep, like, it'll just catch up with you over time. So, yeah. That's good to know. More you know. Yeah. All right, one last one. No, no real thought behind this one. Would you rather eat fruit or eat vegetables? Well, again, Assuming it you only on have which... the option of one. Yeah, it depends yeah. on which which Correct. fruit and which vegetable. Obviously, is it well? Is you could only you could only eat a fruit, you know, fruit in general or vegetables in general. So I think I would I would go with fruit because there's your range of flavors with fruit is pretty broad. Vegetables, mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of narrow. They all kind of pretty much suck. Vegetables do. I think we can agree with that. Broccoli sucks. Carrots suck. Uh, squash sucks. Pineapple good. Apples good. Orange is good. You know, you've got three very different flavors there that I've just 
just explained on the, I, on the fruit side of things. Yeah, and I think the the fact that fruit is very versatile too. I mean, you've got you know avocados are fruit. Yeah, uh, tomatoes. So tomato. Tomatoes tomato. are a fruit. Listen, if there's a seed in it, it's a yeah, fruit. Correct. So I mean, there is there are a lot of there are a lot of fruits masquerading as vegetables out there. Yes. Or at least what people think. So you can get plenty of good stuff in fruit. It's not all the sugary and people say, oh, there's too much sugar. No, 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 no. It's good sugar. It's good for you. Fruit all the way. Am I allowed to weigh in here? Is that you guys are like pretty, pretty like locked in on fruit? I'll just say this like fruit's good. Okay. Fruit's Uh-oh. good. Obviously, it's sweet. It's got all that stuff going for it. But if I eat too much of one fruit, I mean, to me, it's like eating a lot of candy because it's got natural sugar in it you know what i mean so like if i only had to eat one thing i think i would probably get used to vegetables and like i wouldn't crave the sweetness and it wouldn't feel as bad probably as eating eating fruit so not to be a contrarian i'm not look i'm not trying to be mr jamie here or anything i'm just saying mm-hmm. in the in the long run if i only had one thing to eat and i was stranded on a desert island just give me like carrots and broccoli for the rest of my life like i Ooh. probably could be just fine I, I do like I do like some good carrots and good broccoli, um, but uh, I, I thought Jamie was the only one that had a terrible take tonight. But I was wrong. So. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, uh, you, I get you, it. You got the range with the flavors on the fruit. That's a very that's a very yeah. simple answer there, Mike. The, uh, as so, usual, simple guy. So the uh, the eat fruit folks, eighty eight percent to twelve percent on this little informal online. Of course, eat, I mean, either or just, deal. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. No, it shouldn't because fruit is the correct answer. All right, Jamie, hit us with that terrible take and it, take it home. Look, it's very simple. Every every four years we come to this, and it it drives me insane. It's like it's a it's a very virtue signally thing where everybody's like, "You got to vote. It's your responsibility to vote." Da da da. It's like, listen, it's twenty twenty. Okay, it's twenty twenty. I know I'm supposed to vote. Will you shut up with the making me feel bad if I don't want to vote? It's mm-hmm. like it's like driving down the interstate with the freaking click it or ticket, you know, on the on the little what you do when you're driving through. It's mm-hmm. like, listen, man, if you're if you're in a vehicle that was made after like 1998, your vehicle is gonna ding and annoy the shit out of you to put your seatbelt on. If you still if you still don't want to put your seatbelt on, the freaking uh, you know sign as you're passing through the interstate is not going to change your mind and that's how i feel about this thing it's like shut up shut up spend your time doing something else i will vote if i want to vote it's not going to matter we've got two morons to choose from they both kind of suck it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter shut up i don't want to hear it anymore like make an ad to cure it you know, pediatric cancer or something. You're gonna do more. You're gonna do more good with that money that you're spending. Oh my god! You know what? I that is such a great take. I, I cannot say that's a terrible take. And to me, and this is no offense to Mister Mister JPF three, but when I see these bumper stickers that say "Watch out for motorcycles," it's like I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching out for like all matter, everything that's out there. <laughs> I'm watching out for it. I promise you, because like I don't want to wreck into anything. I don't care what it is. It could be a motorcycle, anything. Okay, so like I'm totally on board with that. And yes, these people that say like, oh, if you don't vote, you can't complain. And it's like, watch me. Actually, uh, I can do whatever the hell I want. I could vote. I could not vote. 
I can say something. I cannot say something. Like, there's so many options I have, and like, you're not gonna tell me what I can or can't do. So first there amendment, you have it. bitch. That's right. <laughs> the right. free country, baby. <laughs> that's Love the thing. This. That's the thing with with the with the like you said the watch for motorcycles thing. It's like, no, actually, you need to watch for me. You need to watch for me because I have the bigger vehicle. What we're doing out here on this on this motor vehicle situation on the expressway and the highway. This is a pass fail situation. When when I when I get into my truck, I'm taking an open book test, bitch. You you you're doing it. You, you, you know you're you're doing it flying blind, cramming the night before on Xanax or whatever you're doing, man. No, you watch out for me. That's that's watch, exactly right. Yeah, you it, watch it out would, for me. I'd be bummed out, you know, get if I got in a wreck with a motorcycle. But like that, the other side of that's a lot worse. Let's just let's just leave it at that. Mm. I'm glad you you offered this terrible take. That's a good way to end the show. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. That's what I do. All right, boys. Well, we'll see what happens with uh, President COVID. I mean, President Trump next week, and uh, we'll provide an update. And we'll hope that uh, we'll hope that we can get it done against JSU. Yeah, they're the uh, they're the Gamecocks. So let's you know insert joke here. Uh, for Mike and Jamie, I'm Nate. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>